0: On halftime, the World Game with Carlos Alberto Diego from For Diego's.com for auction your car,
1: car auction this Saturday. He satisfies me every week, Carlos Alberto Diego, For Diego's. Uh, tonight from 11, the boys get back together and a round out your Wednesday. It's great to have him with us every single week. Hello, Carlos. How are you going? Good, mate. Good. What's doing? What's doing? Uh, Just trolling the media. Oh, trolling the media. Uh, It's
0: distinct
2: from being trolled, (laughs) which we are now and again on social media, but uh, trolling the media. I was just really interested. I don't know if all our football lovers out there, or even people who are just slightly interested in football, caught uh, David Gallup, the CEO of the FFA's uh, comment in the last 24 hours or so that uh, the Socceroos are now, because they won the Asian Cup and uh, they've got such a good trajectory upwards uh, going up to the uh, Russia 2018 World Cup, uh, they've got a young team, a young coach, everyone's pumped up and and, uh, really up and about at the moment, uh, saying that the Socceroos are now, they've usurped the Australian cricket team and now Australia's team. So, I think what he 's suggesting is it 's australia 's favorite team, so uh, I thought Australia's it was a very it, team yeah, I, I thought it was a very interesting uh, comment to make, David Gallup since coming in to the position of CEO, has uh, not been reluctant uh, in, in having a crack at the other codes. He's uh, very bold, hasn't he? He has. He's come out and said that, you know, that the vision for Australian football is, uh, you know, in, in a certain amount of time will be the biggest sport. And uh, and whereas other pre- – his predecessors, uh, Ben Buckley and a few before, they were always a little bit reticent in uh, in going down that path and picking fights with the other codes. But David Gallup has no problem at all in doing that. And there's another statement that I thought was really interesting I'd like to throw out. And, again, I don't – this is not a fight between cricket and soccer. Oh, you've made it a fight. a fight. I know so, I have. As soon as you said that, you've made it a fight. I know I have, but <laughs> I wanted to be more of an analysis of his comment and why he would say it right now. When there's a lot of stuff going on in the sport, as much as it's good and it's growing, and it's, I've never seen it in better health, yep.
1: uh, there, there's a lot of stuff that's contradictory to what he said there. Well, let's go through what he did say, what David Gallup did say, and I was reading that this, uh, this morning in Michael Lynch's article in the, uh, in the H. We believe, this is David Gallup, we believe they are the only team, this is the Socceroos, that truly represents the nation in all of its diversity and multiculturalism. Winning the Asian Cup was a huge shot in the arm for them in the game. It highlighted the importance of football to the nation. That is the common language of the globe. Football is the common language of Asia and all of its diversity. People went along to games to support the Socceroos and their own heritage. And I think they brought into the idea that it was a tournament that put a spotlight on the nation. I think economically, politically, socially, the nation will see the benefit of that tournament in the years to come. The Socceroos have certainly boosted their importance in the commercial picture of the game. They are setting themselves on a realistic road to Russia and perhaps progressing past the pool stage in Russia.
2: All that is right. All that is absolutely right, um, but he's—I think he's—he's he's actually called it that, that the Socceroos are the, the Australia's team. Australia's he's actually team. called that. He's not saying they will be Australia's team. He's yep. saying that they are right now. Yep. Well, I think if you're going to if you're going to put this into some sort of uh, some sort of measure, I think to be Australia's team, it's all about numbers. It's all about numbers and dollars for me. Right. And the numbers I refer to are who's turning up to games. Number one. And secondly, who's watching it on TV? I think they're the major outlets. Of course, you can go into merchandising and all the other stuff. But I think they're the two things that I think of when it talks to the proof or the evidence that you are Australia's team or you you are worthy of the attention that you're seeking. And I think, of course, cricket's uh, been a long-time sort of, uh, you know, uh, tenants of uh, Channel 9. And uh, that's just getting bigger and bigger. They're not going to let cricket ever go. And uh, the numbers on Channel 9 are fantastic. The money coming through the sport because of the TV rights is fantastic. Of course, AFL are with Channel 7, and the same thing happens there. Football at the moment is on Fox Sports, and they do a fantastic job with Boser and the team. Yep. Uh, and they do some on SBS. So for me, the criteria for to be Australia's team has to be, if especially if you're calling it now, has to be that you're in a place where you've got most exposure, and that, that means on either Channel 7 or Channel 9, and it has to be not... Uh, you know, uh, in, uh, disingenuous way of, of presenting it where you're sort of almost sort of tucking it away in, you know, in the cupboard like Channel 7 <laughs> used to do many years ago with the old NSL. I'm yeah. talking about you put it front and centre. This is an important it, sport. Yeah. It's prime time. We're going to put the money into it and all that sort of stuff. So I see the only two networks that can do that is Channel 7 and Channel 9, and football doesn't have a presence on that. And, uh, and also, I still think I was surprised that the Socceroos didn't sell out every game they played in the Asian Cup. I just, I mean, at home, favourites, playing great football, exciting. They didn't sell out except for the final. They did not sell out. I don't even think the final was sold out. So it's got to be the hottest ticket in town too. Mm. So that plus the fact that I still think there's some contradictions out there in the way the sport, the the position the sports in right now. And I'm talking about, for example, you know, Fade, Ben Calfalar at the moment. Fantastic play for Melbourne Victory. What a pick up he is. Brilliant player. In contract talks with Victory at the moment. They haven't, they haven't signed him up, they haven't, they haven't uh, sealed the deal with him. And also, uh, Mark Yanko in Sydney. The guy who scored 17 goals looks like he's going to break the, the one season record, take that away from Berisha that he got a couple of years ago for Brisbane Raw. Uh, th- the reason why the FFA won't make it easy for clubs to sell to, to sign these players again is because of the marquee rule and, and the squad sizes. We see how West Sydney Wanderers is, is suffering right now. I understand why the FFA are doing it. They're worried about clubs overspending and, and, the, club and the, the league going broke again. Being but, viable, yeah. yeah but if, if you're saying you're worried about it being viable and then you're saying Australia, the Socceroos are Australia's team, I just think there's some contradictions there too. And as much as I want the sport to be the biggest it can be. I'm certainly not... I, I get in here every every week and talk football, and I love it. And, of we course, you want, you and we, and we want the sport to be as big as possible, but I like to keep it
1: a bit, a little bit realistic too. It's interesting, um, you're talking about the, the Socceroos and, and uh, the Asian Cup, and uh, Turfey was, was with KB. I'm not sure if you heard Turfe talking with KB on... must have been Monday uh, on Hungry for Sports, saying that uh, Patrick... Smith was saying that uh, it was one of the highlights of the summer possibly the sporting moment of the summer was the Asians winning the the, the, Asians, <laughs> the Australian winning the Asians Cup was um, saying well it's not really because it's not anywhere near the highest level of couldn't possibly be the sporting highlight because it wasn't the top level of play and it was like, you know, it's, it's a small confederation compared to the, to the world and the, in terms of quality, and there's not one team in the top 20, not one team in the top 40, I don't think, in the FIFA rankings. Yep. So he was saying, well, how could it possibly be our, our sporting highlight? And I, and I think it's possibly that's one of the arguments for people who would look at this article today or listen to these quotes from David Gallup yesterday and say, what the hell is this man talking about? How could they possibly be our, our favourite team across the nation if they're not even top 50 in the world?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, that means you'll you criticise the Commonwealth Games, too. Anyone who yep. wins a gold medal. A lot of people do. A lot of people, yeah, do. Yeah, lot co- of people yeah, do. Commonwealth Games, if you win gold medals, and a lot of Australian swimmers, for example, have made a career, yep. uh, millions of dollars of endorsement just by winning Commonwealth gold medals. And uh, Absolutely. Uh, do you ever not get excited about football because unless we win a World Cup in football? I mean, this is a thing, like, you know, it, it really depends what you're looking for and stuff. I felt it was a fantastic... A fantastic performance. It did so much. Again, I always. Can I just for me, say off the top, I'm yeah, with you. I, yeah, yeah, i was glued. Yeah. Look, I, for, for me, a, a, a real measuring stick for me is just my friends who obviously know I come in here and talk football and uh, whatever. And they're not necessarily great football lovers, but they're interested in the sport and how they've graduated with their education in the game and how they get excited. And the, they could not wait to get a hold of me after the final to talk about what it did to their family during the day, during the night when they were watching it, yeah. and what you know how they all reacted, what it meant to them. Uh, if you're in, the, and this, is, this is people who just love sport. They don't necessarily love football, but they couldn't wait to tell me what the, the effect the Socceroos had on them in that game. So yep. you know, in that respect, it's got to be a highlight. Uh, if you're looking to be the best in the world, well you're waiting every four years and you'll probably be waiting 50, 60 years before Australia wins one.
1: So you're so. not being as brash as, as uh, David Gallup saying it is the nation's team at the moment or are you? No, no, what are I'm you saying... saying yeah, no, there, what I'm there's saying, measures in no, place that you would like to see. Absolutely. The look of
2: the team is certainly a cross-section of Australia and in that way we oh, all natural. relate to the team. We all, I mean, everyone relates to the team and if you're not an Italian or Greek or, uh, I don't know, Asian or whatever and they're playing for Australia and you might be an Australian guy who knows Italians and Greeks and so you, you can relate to the to the faces in that team, to uh, you know, to the fact that they're young Australian guys with Australian accents, even though they might look you know f- from different nationalities, they are a cross section of Australia. In that respect, they've got it all over the cricket the cricket team because the cricket team don't look like a cross section of Australia. Yep. Um. So in that respect, yes, we're Australia's team, and what they did in the Asian Cup to connect with Australia, I think in that respect, yes. Uh, but if you're talking about the, the dollars and cents and the numbers uh, that go with that, you know, with that, with that mantle, um, that's, uh, that's something that we don't have yet. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, for me, ultimately, that sounded like, with David Gallup, that sounded like a pitch to a sponsor.
1: So hold that. I want to talk more about that after the break. 20 past one, Carlos Alberto Diego is with us. If you've got an opinion on this, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. the lines are open. Have your say. Are the Socceroos...
0: On 1116 SEN. Halftime with Daniel Harford for Waverley BMW, Springvale Road, Glen Waverley. First class service is our commitment. And no wiki carbone lawyers. Call 1300 injured. No win, no charge.
1: 24 past one on a Wednesday afternoon. You're over the hump on the downward run to a big sporting weekend. We'll be all across that on SEN. Carlos Alberto Diego is with us today from Fort Diego's. Tonight from 11 to 12, the boys are all back together. With their big hot topics from 11, so make sure you don't miss out on Melbourne's home of sport, 1116. SM. We're talking about uh, David Gallup's comments that uh, the Socceroos are truly the national team, the, the nation's number one team these days. Um, do you agree with that? 9429, 1116. 9, you raised a very interesting point before the break, Carlos, and we'll get to that very very shortly. But Terry and Benalla's on the open line, 9429,
3: 1116. 9, G'day, Terry. G'day, guys. How are we going? Good, Good mate. Um, look, I follow AFL. Mad Sydney Swan supporter, but my kids played soccer and they watch soccer to the early hours of the morning coming out of Britain or around the world where all our Socceroos play. Yep. That's what it's about. It's not about local telly and a- A-league. It's got a small following. But worldwide, it is huge. Well, and that's why we follow the Socceroos. We have got champions in other countries playing everywhere. That's what it's about. And also, AFL can't play other countries. I wish it could because it would be amazing. We should
1: we should win that. Yeah. <laughs> we should win, yeah. But
3: it doesn't happen. That's what we miss. that's what we miss. Rugby, only a few countries like netball, but worldwide it is huge and it's getting bigger. And the kids that 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 play AFL watch watch soccer after they play AFL.
2: Yeah, but Terry is are the Socceroos the number one team national team in Australia at the moment?
3: When they play another country. Everyone watches. Everyone watches.
2: Are they bigger than the cricket?
3: Yes.
1: If they were playing... Right, I'm going to throw this at you, Terry, because I'm intrigued by what you're saying here. I I, I don't agree that they are... I don't agree that the, the biggest... I think cricket, the Australian cricket team is still the biggest, but the Australian... The Socceroos are coming thick and fast, and they've got a huge presence in the marketplace as, as a national team. Uh, what about if uh, the Socceroos are playing... Um, let's say they're playing Oman in a friendly... Terry, what what happens then with the viewing audience? What do you reckon numbers there are there?
3: Not as big, because it's that's like a practice match in AFL. Mm. Right, well,
1: and that's but when
3: it, when it's a big game, look at the MCG when we played Iran. I was there. I've been to grand finals. The day that the, the Wacker cut the net, it's <laughs> I could not hear the players being announced for the game. Now that player at the MCG is loud as anything. I could not hear it during any of the pre pre-game, Australia that night we, went crazy. And I've, I'm told that happens every time we play
1: big ones. No, the atmosphere I mean? is terrific. Yeah. that' that, that, no, no, that, is, that is absolutely spot on. Mm. The atmosphere is terrific. But I think the, the sport is more conducive to atmosphere than perhaps, certainly cricket colours, which yeah. is much more, in terms of um, spectator enthusiasm, much more dull game compared to, to yeah. the world game. It's interesting. There, the there was,
2: in '97, though, it, look, I was there also, and I was heartbroken with the rest of them. But you went through the, the roller coaster that night because I think it was 38 years. We were looking at qualifying for the World Cup. Uh, we'd uh, drawn one all in Tehran, and Harry, Harry young Harry Kuehl was on fire. And uh, even you know the, the national anthem. I'd never heard the national anthem sung the way it was that night. The other thing was, uh, you know, for what. For, what, 80 minutes of that game? Something like that. We were absolutely so dominant in that game yeah, a- against definitely. Iran. And we were celebrating, you know, at the 75th minute mark, we were celebrating uh, that we were going to go to the World Cup for the first time in France with a really great side with Terry Venables, our manager. So was a lot of, there was a lot of expectation around that game. And the Iranians were also portrayed as a pack of amateurs. You know, with the way they were preparing and the way... And so we all thought that this was just a lay down. And in the end, uh, we we lost. So uh, that may have been the occasion too. Um, And also the 2005 qualifier against Uruguay in Sydney. And I was at that game too. The same thing. Uh, I think the expectation around those games suddenly gets everyone in Australia entranced with it. Uh, But does it make it the number one national team in Australia? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, well, and that's the question. And uh, I really enjoyed that, that call, Terry. Stay on the line. Hundred dollar voucher to Ribeiro's restaurant coming your way next time you're in town. Pop in and see uh, Johnny Ribeiro and the team there. 3am starts at the fish market. Give you the best and freshest seafood every day in Port Melbourne or North Melbourne. Google Ribeiro's and the rest is easy. Now it's a good SMS here because I, I was trying to get to this point, but we didn't. I didn't get to it. Pete on the road says half because I mean when I mentioned uh, the soccer is playing Oman in in you know, a friendly. Yep. Um, and the lack of interest that would be there. Pete raises the point. I was going to ask, would that be different if it was the Australian cricket team versus Bangladesh or Zimbabwe? Yeah. Uh, One of those type of teams. And And they play that in Tassie or something.
2: They'll tend to to move that to... Or if, Springs or Tassie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or even so if that, they were overseas, if at yeah. the same
1: time, what would yeah. be the, the audience? I was, it was just a genuine question mm. for, for interest. I never got to that part of it, Pete, so thank yeah. you for that. And somebody off the um, open line might want to answer that for us. Uh, 949, 1116. Richards in St to continue the discussion. G'day, Rich.
4: Yeah, g'day. Half, Carlos. Half, I've got to agree with you, mate. I love my football, the world game, but the Aussie cricket team is still the number one. I mean, how many times do we hear that. Uh, uh, barring the Prime Ministership, uh, the Australian captain comes second in, in the status, which is the cricket team. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm. You know? And I mean, uh, look, the soccer is are fantastic. I think Gallup's gone a little bit early here. You know I mean? Obviously, the World Cup is always bigger than the Olympic Games. Everybody knows that. World you know? that, 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 that that's a fact. Yep. And, Carlos, I agree with you uh, as well. Un- unless it gets on the commercial TV regularly... You know, soccer's still going to be wishy-washy. I mean, I'm pretty disappointed um, with SBS's... Uh, the, the way they've been promoting it, now they're on uh, uh, their, their number one channel. You know, last year they, they got more advertisement when they were on SBS too, but this year it's been very wishy-washy. they'll do a fantastic job, but as for the national team, you've still got to give it to cricket these days.
1: Uh, thank you for your call richard good stuff from you well, I was of wine one red one white thanks to ar property investments coming your way we solved the property investment puzzle for you um that he's backing up your point about uh, command and it's a good point i think commanding a presence is a key component of of major media outlets coverage oh, um business core business I think is is a relevant part of the discussion here.
2: It's all about numbers. And uh, TV stations uh, are all about numbers. If, If you've got a product that everyone wants to watch or attend or spend money on, they want it. And if football was in that space right now, they would be on either Channel 9 or Channel 7. They certainly got the curiosity going in those networks, and I'm sure that the networks will be more serious about possibly putting in a bid for the next TV rights. But... Will they spend the money they spend for AFL, or will they spend the money they spend for cricket? Well, that depends on numbers. It yeah. depends on what commercial realities are of having that sport on that on those networks.
1: To tell me, Carlos, let's expand on your point before the the last break about you think that uh, these comments, are very shrewdly made by David Gallup in the search, as a, as an advertising campaign, basically for for a sponsor because the Socceroos don't, don't have they, one. They don't have a major sponsor. Me.
2: They don't have a major sponsor, which yeah. is really funny because. It was way back as '85, they had the Winfield Socceroos uh, in the soccer in the, in the Scotland series, and they've had the Qantas Socceroos. But really, even in the last World Cup, we didn't have a major sponsor. And this and they, look, the FFA might be asking really top dollar for it, and people aren't prepared to pay for it. So it's not... there's probably his p- number one team. If it, well, if they are, they, and I think that this was almost a public pitch that he was putting out there to any sponsors that are out there, maybe get them fighting a little bit and uh, get a bit of rivalry going there to push the price up. Interesting. Uh, and look, it's obviously that the FFA aren't going to sell the sponsorship for cheap. They're not going to give it to anyone. They want top dollar for it and that's why it's probably taken them so long to, to try and get uh, someone.
1: If that's what he's done, that's very, very shrewd. Oh no, he's a smart
2: guy. He's a smart guy. I mean, look, I, I, in that respect, he's a smart guy, but he, he just doesn't take a backward step when it comes to this, which I love. Yeah. Uh, but in reality, we've got to see the hype and measure that to the substance. And I think there still is a
1: gap between the two. Bards in Bunyip off the SMS says, why do we even need to have Australia's number one team, in quotation marks, soccer, cricket, and not competing against each other? We didn't f- start this fight. David Gallup no, started this
2: fight. With all due respect, there is a competition because no, it, it's some. the sponsor funds and TV
1: rights. There's a lot of competition. It drives the sports. And time of the year, too. They're yeah. competing for airtime in yeah. the same same uh, time here in Australia, anyway. Absolutely. From a major point of view, yep. major viewership point of view. We didn't start the fight, Bats. <laughs> we're just trying to inflame it or put it out, depending on. I'm <laughs> not really sure which way we're going here. You seem to say, you're saying at the moment
2: they're not? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying they're not, but c- certainly on the way up, we're uh,
0: on eleven sixteen, SEN halftime with Daniel Harford for Waverley BMW, Springvale Road, Glen Waverley. The all new BMW X5 is now available, and no wiki carbone lawyers. Call 1300 injured. No win, no charge.
1: Carlos with us, 21-2, and uh, I have no doubt the boys tonight on the 4 Diego's from 11 until midnight on SEN will be jam-packed with callers wanting to discuss this very issue. But uh, David Gallup's claim that Socceroos are now number one in terms of national sporting teams. The lines are open. There's plenty of people want to have their say. We'll get through as many as we can. Pete's in Tullamarine. G'day, Pete. Hello, gentlemen. Love your commentary. Thank you. Thanks, Pat.
5: Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, one of the things that we need to be aware of here is that cricket and Aussie rules have got about 120 years up on soccer. But having said that, when you look at the leaps and bounds of soccer in the last 10 years, you've got to say that it's giving the landscape a real shake-up. If you ask me personally, I think the Socceroos are the number one team for Australia, but does that only last till you're winning? Mm. Same as the, you know. Once again, yeah. it's the same old story. Yep. So, uh, look, I think it's a generational thing. You know, soccer really came into the country in the fifties when people like my family and relatives migrated to Australia. My dad brainwashed me with the game. <laughs> I'm doing the same with my children, and I think it's the children's and the children and the generation of the children that are going to fill the soccer stadiums. And um, you know, when I look around at the people that I work with and and socialise with, you know, they're talking more about the Socceroos than the cricket. But, you know, that that needs to last.
2: Absolutely, Peter. And I think the other thing too, Peter, um, you talk about the game really, really improving and uh, becoming uh, relevant in the last 10 years. That's purely because it's just better administered. We just never, ever hear of the sport shooting itself in the foot anymore because it's poorly administered. And the uh, and the other thing is, too, I think, um, you know, the, the fact that Australia has qualified for the last three World Cups has helped, too. No so, no yeah, doubt. I think it's, it's got to be a number of different things. But it's just what it's done, it's made the sport relevant and interesting to people uh, who are open to it.
1: Yep. Uh, good points, Pete. A couple of really good points, well made there. So, uh, give your, your kids a $100 concave boot voucher. Go and buy the best boots in town from Concave, the official boot of the Geelong Cats when they're playing their their games. Visit concave.com for more details on that. Bill's in Balline. Hello,
4: Bill. How you going, boys? Uh, yeah, I, I just think when you go on, if you go on statistics on rankings, our soccer team is probably our worst-ranked Australian representative team. But be serious. That's what you've got to talk about in the Asian Cup. Well. That great, that Western Sydney mob won the club as one didn't. And have a look where they are on our ladder. They're down the bottom on statistics. Um, they you know, they've they've improved above where You can tell that by the people. But when that other guy rang up and said his father came from overseas, it's a, it's a lot of the ethnic people that have come to Australia. A huge population of them. I think that's helped soccer a hell of a lot never heard of them. Yeah,
2: but Bill, football. on that point there, I have a lot of uh, people who are uh, from English background, generational, so they count themselves as uh, Australians here and their kids are now taking them to the football because they want to play. They're, they're playing it at school and then suddenly they're meeting friends who love the sport so they want to join the local clubs. So parents are coming to me and saying, Carlos, how do I coach this? How do I... I'm just learning about this because my kid's the expert and almost the kids are driving the parents to the sport yeah.
1: because they really want to play it. Interesting stuff, Bill. Thank you for that. Andre's in Footscray. G'day, Andre. Where's Andre? Is he there? Yeah, bonjour. Hello,
5: guys. Um, Yeah, I think um, there's uh, two teams. Um, uh, Firstly, the uh, Netball Diamonds. um, uh, These two teams are more popular than soccer. Um, uh, The Netball Diamonds have won uh, five of the past six uh, world championships. The only competition they've had is New Zealand. And also the Kangaroos at Rugby League team have won... Four of the past five are World Cups, and New Zealand's the only other team that's beaten them. So, um, but with netball, um, it's a women's sport, so it doesn't get much headlines. And rugby league is not as popular in Melbourne as in Sydney, so that's why um, the rugby league isn't being mentioned. It's a great team, the Kangaroos.
1: Well, I think we need to realise, Bill, that uh, popularity versus success is a different yeah. argument, and public sentiment towards those teams uh, is a different, a different discussion. But you I'll we we, we talked about the diamonds before the show. We were we, uh, talking we're about loving them loving the girls, looking forward to the World. Uh, the the World athletes champs.
2: they are fantastic. Can't wait for the World Cup this year.
1: Uh, thank you, Andre. Uh, Doug's in Foots. Good day, Doug. Yeah, good afternoon, gentlemen. Just a couple of things, Carlos. Is that you
5: said only one Australian game, soccer game was sold out, and the other ones weren't
3: right? Except the Sydney one. There was, the, the two Brisbane games were sold out. The Melbourne
4: game was sold out. Was that what they were told?
2: Yeah, look, I think that they were hoping for it, Doug, but I, just, I don't think they were sellouts in the end. Um, and it could have been, I think one or two of them had rain. Look, I'm not saying they were poorly attended, but if you want to be Australia, the Australian team playing in a tournament where you're expected to win, there's a lot of hype around it, uh, you know, there's a lot of history to be made, uh, and you're calling yourself Australia's number one team, you'd think that you're the hottest ticket in town. Uh, and a big tournament a, like that. Yeah, big tournament like that. Uh, you know, a, lo- a lot of media around it. We we're doing well, exciting a lot of people. It still didn't absolutely pack it to the rafters. And that's, for me, that's a little bit of a measure that we're still got a little bit to go.
1: I guarantee if we had a World Cup here, we'd pack it to the rafters every game. Yeah,
2: but we, you, I think every game would, not only Australian games, but I think we'd fill every stadium for every game.
1: Uh, thank you, Doug, for your call. Andy in Wyndham Vale, last one on this. I know there's going to be a few people missing out. Apologies for that, but we need, do need to move on. Good day, Andy. Hey, guys, how are we? Good, good, mate. Good.
5: Um, I think a previous score kind of slipped my thunder a little bit, a lot, but anyway, um, i lost the lot in I anyway. It just sort of froze the thought, because, I mean, personally, I love my football, and I'm all over It's actually almost taken over the AFL, but, um, I, mean, but I mean, look, I love my cricket too, but it also sort of froze the thought. Do you think that tradition has sort of, you know, everyone goes to the cricket and loves the cricket because they've grown up with it
3: as kids? Yeah. Whereas football's had this sort of, and stuff. Uh, Andy, we
1: might just cut you off there. We, it's very difficult to hear you um, for whatever reason. I believe you must be travelling as you speak. And that's cool, but we're just difficult to hear you. Uh, that gets back to the point that was made a couple of calls ago, Carlos, about the history and the background of the, the other sports yeah. that have been more established in Australia through centuries.
2: And that, that helps, by the way, too, when... The culture of Channel 9, I mean, the the culture of cricket is really embedded at Channel 9 because of the Kerry Backpacker years and so forth. So uh, it's not only that they want to invest in it because they think it's a popular sport and commercially it's fantastic for the network, but the people there understand the sport. They love the sport. They're passionate about the sport. And until we start getting media people and producers and stuff in networks that love football, I mean, talking about commercial networks. Like you. Well, yeah, you know, I can head Channel Nine any time. This but, is uh, why you're here with me, mate. Oh, <laughs> oh, this, right. is, this is a stepping stone to yeah. stardom for you. But it does, it does. Act, they'll, they'll go the extra mile if they absolutely love and are passionate, understand the sport. It's part of the the fabric uh, of how they grew up. So, uh, I think that's where we can also improve too in in the networks and the in the media aspect of it.
1: Thanks for all your calls on that. We're going to change tack slightly after the break and talk about. You mentioned. Um Fade Ben Kalfala and uh, his contract situation with the victory and how difficult it's going to be to keep him now. Yanko up in Sydney is in a similar boat. And we're going to talk about what the FFA can do to keep these guys with these clubs to make it a better competition. We'll talk about that with Carlos after this. They close also. the gap. I'm not sure how many years that will take, but us, we'll see. Let us know what you hmm. think. 949-1116. Pete, Bill, Andre, Doug, to you after this. It's truly the national team. The nation's favourite team now these days. So let us know. 949 11.16 with Carlos.
0: On 11.16 SEN, halftime with Daniel Harford for Waverly BMW, Springvale Road, Glen Waverley. The all-new BMW 4 Series is now available. And the Carbone lawyers call 1-300 injured. No win, no charge.
1: Hey, Carlos, uh, what can the FFA do to help the competition by clubs being able to retain some stars that have that jump out of the box. And Ben Kalfala is a classic example from the victory. Yanko is another one yeah. from Sydney FC. I mean, but these guys are in danger of being lost to those clubs just because of... The, the the rules, basically.
2: Yeah. And look, I think what we're getting better at too with the A-League is that the clubs are better at finding these gems who aren't necessarily the top Del Piero-type names yeah. or Tim Cale-type names, but their next rung, captain of Austria, is Mark Yanko. Uh, Kalfala uh, was a Tunisian international who was just highly regarded, played a high level in France and just now... It's Just going down his tail end of his career in Europe, but here he's a really, really great player. If you watch uh, Kalfala play on on Friday night against West Indy Wanderers, he was just masterful. He was fantastic. He created so many goals and he scored some great ones. He's just a great, great player. And kudos to victory for... For through their networks, finding a player like that because he's perfect for our league, he's a good player and he excites people over time. It's like Thomas Broich was, and it still is uh, at Brisbane Raw. Uh, Now, once you've done, you've recruited these guys, they've settled in and they've given you some really good stuff, and, and that's the reason why people come to the game. You know, why should victory then have a problem signing this guy when he's done well and he wants more money? So I'm just thinking they've got to do something. And I, you know, the the boys at Fox Sports were talking about this the other night. You know, why not have a second marquee spot? You know, it's outside the salary cap anyway. If someone wants to, if some benefactor wants to come in and put the money in, why not? Um, Okay, we're always worried about clubs overspending and it's a natural tendency for them to spend too much to try and get success. But, you know, with stuff... with. This is the greater thing in football in that Fala brings people through the gate. Janko score is scoring for fun at the moment. 17 goals. It looks like he's going to break Barisha's record for a, for a number of goals in the year. Uh, he's, he's a likeable guy. He scores great goals too. And, you know, they're the players that make Sydney a big club. Or they call themselves a big club, but getting more people through the gate. So no, no, no. Uh, the FFA have got to just look at these, these situations and say, okay... There is a, there is a uh, justification for a second marquee spot or something like that.
1: So, but they've been reticent to to adjust these laws and the, the international marquee spots are a classic example. They've been hesitant to, to do that. I mean, why would it change now, Carlos, do you think?
2: Well, look, I think, uh, you're, you know, we're getting some good stuff off the SMS about people talking about the crowds at the moment, the crowds since... The uh, Asian Cup, and you know why aren't the crowds going? Uh, Is the standard of the game not as good? Uh, Is not is not as uh, uh, the matches aren't as tight as they were, aren't as exciting as they were? Are the players not, you know, uh, sort of uh, capturing the imagination of the of the of the spectators? FFA are going to look at the whole gamut of reasons why people go to the football. And one important part is the standard of play and the and the and the quality of players that are playing. Are the players going to excite you? And so they've got to look at this. If they're not looking at it already, they might. You know, we, we're calling for it now, but you can't do it halfway through the season. But they're not even talking about it for next year. It might be you know it might be on on the on the planning for next year, but no one's talking about it yet. So. It's, it's better that we're driving the agenda now because I think we've got to keep players like this. And I hope Victory don't lose Kalfalar because uh, he, he apparently wants to, he loves being in Melbourne, but, you know, he's a professional footballer at the tail end of his career. He's got to make as much as he can. I understand that.
1: Uh, right, I want you to continue this discussion tonight on the 4 Diego's from 11pm Carlos uh, we'll need to get to a break after that we're going to go through uh, this weekend's A-League games and see what you reckon about them because we're, we're... on
0: 1116 SEN half time with Daniel Harford for Waverley BMW Springvale Road Glen Waverley the all new BMW 2 series is now available and no wiki carbon lawyers call 1300 injured no win no charge
1: Carlos, this weekend's A-League action. Sydney FC and Melbourne City Friday night. That's going to be good. But hard-pressed to tip against Sydney FC, wouldn't
2: it? Oh, yeah, they're playing great football. You want to you support Melbourne City, don't you? I mean, they, yeah, they, they, they had the win last week after a very, very dodgy few games. you pick the team you think will win. Comes. I know, but I'll go for City. <laughs> oh, that,
1: that's a sympathy one. Hey, this will be a belter, West Sydney and Newcastle.
2: Oh, no, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. This Newcastle are a, a pub team. And West Sydney Wanderers are tied.
1: Adelaide hosting the Melbourne Victory. Oh, what, a, what
2: a game this is. People talk about the rivalry between Sydney and uh, Sydney and Melbourne Victory and then also you know, uh, Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory. But Adelaide United and Melbourne Victory has got a long, long history and it's a big, big game. I mean, they don't want to be dropping points and uh, if any one of these two teams get the three points, suddenly they're in the box seat uh, with, with Perth now losing some games too. Who wins? Uh, victory away uh, from home.
1: Speaking of Perth, they don't want to be dropping points against Central Coast in Gosford. Perth
2: should win because uh, their they're grit but Central Coast at home, you never know.
1: And the last game of the round, Brisbane Roar hosting the league-leading Wellington Phoenix. I know, that's
2: the hot topic for next year. Uh, next week, sorry. Uh, do you care that Wellington's on top? I think Wellington's on, on a roll at the moment, but Brisbane have to win to stay in the sixth, so, or to get into the sixth, so I think Brisbane will win that Brisbane game. Brisbane in yep. a tight
1: one there against the league leaders. They won't be league-leading for long with that sort of stuff. Carlos, <laughs> great to see you. Good luck tonight. Thanks, mate. 11 p.m. for Diego's on SEN. Really are getting towards... Nitty-gritty. Well, it's round 22. It's 27 rounds. It's uh, not too far away before we get real serious in the 2014-15 edition of the Hyundai A-League. So we'll go through the games after this with Carlos.